What's up, everybody? Sultan of Strangles is in the house. Um, so my strategy for podcasts is usually I make a nice outline. I go over things I want to talk about. But I sometimes I have like a really good idea of what I want to talk about. But I can't think of, you know, more than five minutes of, of things to say about it. So what I'm going to do for this one... I am going to just, <laughs> I'm just going to do five minute segments. And I noticed that uh, I rant a lot. So I put all my rants into one episode. I hope you guys like it. But before you listen, y'all remember, go follow me on Instagram at K-O-O-L-R-A-K. Follow the gym at Immortals Jiu-Jitsu. Follow the podcast at Rambling with Rack. And last but not least, check out the website, immortalsjujitsu.com, and check out my instructional Sultan of Strangles series, Scarf Hold. Link in my Instagram bio. It is on teachable.com. I hope you enjoy it, and let's get the episode started. So, Elliot Hulse is like your, um, it's like your son that got addicted to meth. And you fucking hate him and he's a disgrace. But at the end of the day, he's still your son. Um, Yo, Elliot and all that, man. Oh, back in the day, it was so good. He was so cool. Gave such great advice. Um, lifting, life, everything. I love this channel. Strength Camp. So cool. Somewhere along the line, he became a hardcore conservative slash, I wouldn't say woman just everything's about how to be a man be a man don't you your wife needs to be submissive blah 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 just his channel has become complete shit but i still watch it because just like i said man your son that got addicted to meth he's still your son you know sometimes you're gonna see him and you're still gonna love him because fuck he's your fucking son so elliot not really the Elliot I remember, but still, I fucking love the guy because, you know, he had a big impact on shaping my mentality at a young age. You know, his channel was good. And one thing in his recent video that he talked about, again, he loves to be, oh, males, assertive, women, submissive, blah, 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 that I've actually had a lot of success with is this, not only with women, but also in business like if you ask a girl out on a date hey you want to go out next week at eight can we go out here a lot of the time this is this is just from my experiences after using his method they're kind of seeing you as someone who needs permission is kind of submissive etc right what i've been doing that kind of helped is don't say, can we go? Do you want to go? Like, hey, let's go out next week, Saturday. And they'll say either yes or no. And they say, okay, you can't. Well, let's go out Sunday. Something like that. Be assertive. Be, um, know what you want, you know. Don't be the guy begging. Don't be the guy asking. I've been doing that in business. I've been doing that in relationships. And I notice it's really working. I don't know if I'm crazy. I don't know if I have mental problems. I don't know if I'm just an angry person. But 
if we're talking and if you ever use the term like I said with me, I will literally suplex you on your neck because I think it's the most fucking obnoxious fucking thing ever. Yes, you said it once. Say it a fucking again because maybe I didn't hear you. Maybe I didn't understand you. Maybe I don't care enough about what you're saying. Don't ever say like I said. Oh, yeah, well, like I said, it's this, this, and this. Okay, just say it again, motherfucker. You don't have to say like I said. I don't need to know that you said it already. Like, it just it just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. It, it, it just makes me... It's like when people, when you ask someone a question, they give you like a sarcastic, like snark response, like jab. And when people say, like I said, fuck, I could be nuts. I could be crazy. But I'm wondering, is anyone else like this? So last, last night, um, Hurricane Ida or whatever the fuck you want to call it hit New Jersey and holy shit did it destroy everything I went on a date with a second date with this really nice girl and you know we're like oh it's gonna be a little rainy big deal halfway through our hike we went on a hike the the trails we were on had pretty much turned into full river so we had to trek through knee deep uh, knee deep like rivers to get back it was wild she didn't complain once so definitely keep her material um, so one thing I wondered like there are these things called first responders when shit you know th- that's their full time job EMTs police officers firefighters etc but last night it was pretty cool there was the Ringwood scuba diving team and like all these guys I didn't hear of were saving people in their cars. Several people here died yesterday in Jersey because they were stuck submerged in their car and they drowned. Um, that's crazy. I think we should make something instead of a first responder, a second responder. Like people like me who don't really give a fuck about danger. Like uh, you only call us when shit hits the fan. So like during hurricanes during floods etc kind of like when the national guard comes in when shit hits the fan like just have random dudes like me like train us in one thing and then we'll go break someone's window and pull them out of a car stuff like that like that stuff i wouldn't mind doing it actually sounds like a lot of fun to like scuba dive and like save people but i don't want that to be my full-time job because you know i'm running a gym so second responders second idea You know how we have gas pipelines? Why don't we have water pipelines? So we have gas pipelines that literally go thousands of miles. Why the fuck do we not have water pipelines? I guess because water is not as lucrative. But let's say Hurricane Ida hits Jersey. You lose millions and millions of dollars because of stupidity and lack of management for a natural disaster. If we just had a system of pumps that would drain the streets and the roads during crazy storms and just pump it to a super dry area, like, I don't know what the driest area to us is, but like a good example is like, 
let's say there was a flood that happened in Colorado, we have a pump system that takes the water to Arizona. Uh, if we have a flood here, there's just a pump that takes it to freaking western Pennsylvania. If we could do it for oil, we could do it for water. Last night, I literally saw cars driving on the wrong side of the highway to get away from the water. I saw cars, trucks, 18-wheelers all over the highways today, just abandoned. Um, it's just insane. And this was all for not even a, a, like a hurricane. It's just a tropical storm. Craziest, scariest thing, something I'm terrified of since I was a kid, was um, tornadoes. Fuck, man. I'm terrified of tornadoes. And yesterday there was a tornado that hit South Jersey. There's videos of it literally on the Garden State Parkway. How scary is that? It was a big one too. It was like an F3 and it completely destroyed houses and buildings. Like the end of times is coming, man. And uh, if you think global warming isn't a thing, I don't know what to tell you anymore. So let me reiterate, we need second responders. We need flood pipes. We need less global warming, less pollution, etc. Oh shit, almost just hit a tree. Um, we, could, we could really manage this shit so much better. Like China, for the Olympics, they just, they just changed the weather. They made it so it doesn't rain uh, during the Olympics. Why the hell is it that when we see a tropical storm, we can't just do what they did? Hey, tropical storm going. Let's fly over and freaking throw some shit and uh, make it disappear. If you could make clouds disappear like China did, you could do the same with storms. Why aren't we doing it? Tell me. What up, everybody? So for this episode, I'm just kind of just saying random shit. So we'll just uh, figure out what we're going to do. I wanted to do a little rant today on the pandemic. Some people call it the plandemic. Some people call it weird names, man. But I just, it just blows my mind how easily everybody just obeyed whatever the government said. Do what the government tells you to do. And how fucking unfair this whole thing is. Businesses, I was just listening to Joe Rogan podcast and they were talking about restaurants and how many restaurants went under. Can you imagine a world where they tell you, hey, you're not allowed to work anymore. You own a restaurant, you're not allowed to run your restaurant anymore because Corona. Um, But you still have to pay the rent you still have to pay the rent. And if you can't pay the rent, you're going to go out of business. Your credit's going to get fucked up, etc., etc. But you got to stay closed. And that is a literal law. People had to follow that fucking law. And what, what blows my mind is that people literally did not go up in arms and revolt. It's literal tyranny. It's absolute tyranny. Hey, you own a gym, right? Ah, well, you got to close down. Oh, man, that sucks. Well, rent, bills, electricity, all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, you still have to pay it. Um, well, where am I going to get the money to pay? Uh, you just got to figure it out, bro. And you saw all these mom and, top, mom and pop gyms just shutting down. 
and all these big box gyms like Equinox buying them out. So in part, it really does make people think pandemic that it's just the top 1% of businesses a plan to take them all out. Whether or not it was a plan, this did happen. This factually did happen. Small businesses were put out of business. Um, they said, oh, well, the government's going to give you a low interest loan, forgivable loan. A lot of businesses did not qualify for that loan. I have a business. I have an accounting practice. Um, I applied for the small business loan. I didn't get the fucking loan. So what the fuck was I supposed to do? And thank God that my business is, is accounting. It's remote. But what if I was a restaurant? What if I was a gym? You know how many people ended up killing themselves because of this whole thing? Like, it, it just really, I, I've always been a very, I wouldn't say left wing. When I say left wing, I'd say like, I would vote for John Kerry in 2004. Um, I, you know, I'm like a logical left, I wouldn't even say left anymore, but I would say back when being liberal was logical, that's what I was. Now saying that um, women, um, grown men could uh, fight in the women's division and all that shit, no, that's not me. I don't even want to label myself as a liberal anymore. Um, because of all because of all the extreme left views, but the pandemic definitely made me a lot more right wing. Um, to compete, I would go, have to go to Texas, like the last free state. Um, if I wanted to do seminar, I have to go to Texas. I have to go to Maryland, um, and it just goes to show when you give way too much power to one source, your life is controlled. Like right now in Greece, I don't know about it anymore, but you had to text the local authorities to leave your house. In Italy, you just could not leave your house or you go to jail. How fucking crazy is that? Australia, everyone loves to talk about Australia. You know how many lockdowns they've had? Literally not allowed to leave your house. Businesses shut down. And what I don't understand is that obesity... Obesity is one of the main causes of death in Corona. And to combat that, they closed down gyms. Do you know how many people I know who fucking not just got obese, but morbidly obese? Like more, they own 40, 50 pounds because of the pandemic. How is this okay? Why are we allowing this to happen? Me, I have lived in dictatorships before. I've seen what a dictatorship looks like. I have lived through someone saying, pull over your car. Oh, why are you with this person? Why is this person in your car? Guess what? We're impounding your car now. Like that's normal, the places I've been. And that's starting to become normal here. But the question is, what the fuck are we going to do about it? Are we going to sit back and do nothing? Or are we going to do something about it? What do we do about it? A lot of questions I've been asking myself. Um, New York City, you literally cannot go into a restaurant if you don't have a vaccine card. Now, polio, measles, etc., that long-term has been proven to work. These are very short-term vaccines. 
We have seen people get blood clots from it. We've seen people die from it. We've seen people have all types of reaction. To force somebody to do that, it really just screams totalitarianism. You have to put this in your body or you cannot eat at a restaurant. You cannot leave your house. You cannot go shopping. Like it, it, it's literally, uh, it's called. I've, I read in a book called Totalitarian Tiptoe. But here's the thing: it happened so fast. 2020, March to April 2020. Within a very short amount of time, we just willingly gave up all of our rights uh, for safety. I don't remember the exact quote. Uh, but it was either Benjamin Franklin, George Washington, or Thomas Jefferson. They said, a man who gives up his rights for safety doesn't, deceive, doesn't deserve either one of them. And I truly believe that. Yes, we need to be safe. Yes, social distancing, etc., etc. But when you start telling Americans what to do, when you start telling Americans what to do, fuck you. So this is part of the reason why my gym is so successful, but it's also a very, um, I think it's bad for my mental health because when I think about it, I'm like, I put way too much energy into this and it's negatively affecting my uh, mental health. So the way I was brought up, okay, the way I was brought up with my coaches, with my teammates, we push each other really fucking hard. If, if you don't show up to practice, you get, you get destroyed. The whole team rips on you. And I was part of it too. If someone took a day off, we trained, we trained like six, seven days a week. If someone took a day off, everybody would rip on them. If you took a day off, everybody would rip on them. Where the fuck you been, you bitch? Um, you know, you're never going to become a champion if you don't train and then uh, we would just take it on the chin, you know. John would rip on us and we did something stupid. It's just a very hyper masculine, high, high testosterone environment where you wouldn't be able to hang if you, if you can't take your shit. Now, I've brought this mentality into my coaching, okay. People come to me and I've noticed a trend. The people that come to me and say, hey, I want to be a world champion, usually end up being the biggest bitches. They'll train really hard for a while, and then they'll just stop. And one thing my students love about me is how I keep them accountable. But re- what really breaks my heart is not the guy who trains hard for a month, and it's is a guy who trains for like six months eight months hard and then gets a girlfriend or just loses the fire and then stops. And I ask myself, all that time that I invested into this person, I could have been investing into someone uh, who actually cares. I could have invested that time into myself. I could have invested that time into my business. All that heartache, the headache, I could have put that into someone else. And I'm like, did I, did I choose my time wisely? One thing that I hated about my coach, John Danaher, is that when we have practice, he only focuses on like, you know, five, 
you know, the top guys. And I'm like, damn, what an asshole. Why doesn't he walk around the room and look at people's forms? And then I realized he's been through what I've been through. He has probably seen so many losers come in and out, say they wanted to be a champion, but then give up. He's probably seen so many people waste his time, waste his valuable time, and just quit that he is not going to put time into you unless you can show him that you um, are actually dedicated. He didn't know my name until I think two years of me being into the gym. I didn't get a good job, Mike, until maybe three years. But now I get it. I fucking get it now. Respect needs to be earned. Your coach's time needs to be earned. I mean, I'm running a business. My students are my customers. John is not running a business. John is a coach. And his job is strictly to make champions. And if you're going to go there to waste his time, then he's not going to give you any time. And uh, I find myself thinking about this during the day. I'm like, oh, this guy didn't show up. This guy didn't show up. This guy, I have to call them. And I get angry and I get a lot of heartache. And I'm like, man, I failed this person. And I wonder, is this a good way? Is this a good mentality to have? Or should I just stop thinking this way? Um, Am I setting myself up for a lifetime of disappointment? Or am I setting myself up for success? The gym is doing very well, but it, it, it has not been without a lot of sacrifice and a lot of letdowns. So I'm thinking maybe from now on, maybe I'll do what John does. Maybe I'll just focus on my top guys. And once you show me that you care, then, then you get the privilege of actually having me pay full attention to you. What up, everyone? I have some... It's bad, but good news. So when I first bought my car in September of 2020, I bought my dream car. And uh, I was pretty stupid when I bought the car uh, because I told myself I was going to take my 2006 Mazda 6 and drive it into the fucking ground. So my mom got that car into maybe five different accidents. And uh, uh, neither, (laughs) none of the blinkers worked, the back or the front. So every time I made a turn, it was just pretty much, I was ready to die. Um, None of the lights worked. The, The back brake lights did not work. So when I braked, the car behind me couldn't see that I was slowing down another just risking my life every time I drive. Um, the front headlight. Fucking potholes, man. Fuck, dude. This fucking state sucks. Anyway. Yeah, so front lights didn't work. The only thing that worked was my front high beam. And I drove this way for very long because I told myself I'm going to save up my pennies to get my dream car. And I finally did. When I did, um, I found a very good deal on on a Facebook marketplace. Uh, a car that was, I bought it for maybe five grand less than what it was worth, which is fucking great. 
But there were a few caveats, all right? So when I drove this car, it literally sounded like I was driving an airplane. Like, and the guy told me it was the all-terrain tires that were on the car. I thought that he may have been full of shit. Either way, I wasn't about to spend more money on tires after spending a fortune on a car. Um, but the motherfucker did not tell me that the subframe was completely corroded. I don't know if I could sue them for this. DM me. Let me know if I could sue them for this. But uh, I checked the whole car. I got my friend to check. But we did not check under the car. Completely corroded subframe. Uh, and I had to replace that for about... 15 grand now still got a deal on the car because i still got it a lot cheaper than it is and um uh two days ago i hit a pothole just like fucking one minute ago pop my tires pop one tire if your car is an all-wheel drive you have to change two tires at the at a time the tires must be the same or else it fucks everything up so i had to get two tires and it was a lot of money it was really bad. So uh, I'm driving and I notice it no longer sounds like a fucking airplane in here anymore. Which means I am going to start recording more often while driving. What's tough is that my schedule is so fucking busy. Uh, I get up. I either train or do tax returns. I get home. I either eat dinner. I mean lunch. Do tax returns or go to the gym. And then I teach at night. So... To, for me to sit down and do a podcast, it's been tough. But I no more excuses. I'm gonna bang them out now that you know my car doesn't sound like an airplane. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it done. Um, still deciding on what the topic is gonna be for today. But a little word of wisdom you can get here: if you are buying a car, don't bring your fucking friend who knows about cars to look at the car. Go pay a mechanic. I don't care how much you got to pay, up to a hundred bucks. Be like, listen, motherfucker, I need you to look at this car, the inside, the outside. I need you to get under the fucking car and look, see if the the subframe is corroded, see if the muffler is corroded, because I don't know what the fuck I am doing. Me, like the idiot that I am, I brought my bro who knows about cars. Didn't look under the car didn't really do that much due diligence because he was doing it as a favor this is what happens when you accept favors all right people are gonna do the bare minimum if you pay somebody for their services you pay somebody for their fucking services and they don't deliver you can fucking yell at them you say hey asshole i paid you this much to do this you didn't do it give me my money back um Another reason, like, huge, huge mistake I make. I, I hire a lot of incompetent friends for shit. They do a half-assed job, and I can't be like, dude, f- what the fuck? Because they're my friend. So only hire your friends if they're very good at what they do. So hire me to do your taxes. Hire me to teach you jujitsu because I'm very competent in both. Don't hire your friend to make a website that's kind of into websites. Don't hire your fucking friend to, I don't know, something like Carpenter to make you a deck that's kind of into woodworking. You're going to fuck yourself. You're going to, um, you're going to just reinforce shit behavior on their part. And uh, everyone, everyone loses in the end. All right. Um, Yeah. 
I just got to the gym. I'm about to teach class. Uh, I got more coming your way soon. So in the past, I guess, three years, I have been hyper-focused on jujitsu, running my business. I have a couple of businesses. I have a tax practice. I've got a jujitsu gym. I have a new clothing line. Um, a lot, and I have a lot on my plate. So I've been solely focusing on that, marketing that, uh, working on sales. Um, I use a lot of social media to 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 you know for outreach. So I try to respond to everyone. And during this time, I found that many of my hobbies that I really was passionate about kind of went to the back burner. Um, so like fucking one of them is like I love I'm a huge metalhead and I would always be finding new bands to listen to concerts to go to. And I, like in the last three years, I really haven't discovered much. I listen to mostly old stuff that I've listened to. Um, I will like, uh, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to like see n- new albums that old bands that I like, but I haven't discovered much new stuff and I really haven't seen any of my friends who are metalheads in a while. It's been kind of strictly just jujitsu and my hometown friends. So like last night I met up with two of my metalhead friends that I haven't seen for a while. We just talked about fucking music for four hours and I completely forgot what that was like. It's like my life has been completely taken up by these goals that I have that I kind of forgot to enjoy life itself. And um, I, it is my fault, but I feel like a lot of it is kind of society's fault a little bit. Um, I feel like we really praise like the go-getters, wake up at 4 a.m., hustlers. Um, a lot of these people are cool, but, you know, when I sit down to talk to them, it's like they don't really have a personality. Um, I see, like, their family life isn't really healthy. They don't have any real hobbies. Um, I like to just call these people memes. Like, don't become a meme. I was so slowly becoming a meme. <laughs> like, I'll go out on dates with girls, and I'll be like, what are you into? Like, what do you do for fun? And they're like, yeah, I watch Netflix and, like, go to bars and i'm thinking in my head i'm like fuck you're just not a real person (laughs) and that's most people it's it's crazy so if you're listening to this and you're you're chasing your goals um you're chasing your dreams remember not to forget who you are in the process not to forget what you love in the process not to forget what you love to do because i definitely that happens to me And I'm going to be taking time, like my time off is not going to be just hanging out anymore. I have very little free time and I kind of use it to just watch YouTube videos and do bullshit. But I'm going to try very hard to start doing the things I used to love. I'm going to go buy some video games. I'm going to pick up some history books at Barnes and Noble. I'm going to buy some new albums and I'm going to just chill out. I'm going to make it a thing. I'm going to give myself one day a week to just chill the fuck out. (laughs) Hope you guys do the same. All right, guys, there you have it. This was a very unique episode to where I didn't have a specific topic I wanted to talk about, but I just kind of ranted and I called the episode rants. 
Let me know if you want me to do stuff like this more often. I'll get a bunch of unrelated stuff and just make a mic a mishmash episode out of it. If you think it sucked, let me know too, and I won't ever do it again. Just kidding. I'm probably gonna still do it. Uh, guys, before you leave, make sure to check out my Instagram at k o o l r a k, my school at Immortals Jiu Jitsu, my podcast at Rambling with Rack. You guys could also buy my instructional Sultan of Strangles Scarf Hold series, and last but not least, the website immortalsjujitsu.com. Schedule your free class. If you want to be a Zoom student, you could do that too. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. See you guys soon.